Alrighty, first one for today's podcast, guys. Philip Lowe, the governor of the RBA, spoke before a Senate estimates hearing, and one of the Greens members at the Senate hearing asked him whether he owed an apology to hundreds of thousands of Aussies who took out mortgages in the last two years on the understanding that rates weren't going to go up until 2024. And his quotes were kind of funny. So he said, I'm sorry if people listened to what we'd said and acted on what we'd said and now regret what they've done. I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry that people listened to what we'd said and acted on that and now find themselves in a position they don't want to be in. At the time, we thought it was the right thing to do. Low conceded he should have been more careful with his language around what might lead the bank to abandon its no rate rise till 2024 position. And he acknowledged that's a failure on our part. We didn't communicate the caveats clearly enough. The community heard 2024. They didn't hear the condition that the condition conditionality that's partly our fault. So he's sort of apologizing, I guess, but he's also saying, you know, sorry that you didn't hear us properly, sort of sounds like. What were your thoughts on it? Oh, there's nothing really to say. Like the Reserve Bank was very clear that rates would not go up to 2024, maybe later, and they got it wrong. And a lot of people are hurting because they took loans out on that basis. Um, at the time when they were saying this stuff around late 2021 to March 2022, um, fixed rates were a lot higher than variable rates because the banks could see, you know, they, you know, they're in the busy of business of lending money and you know, looking at risk and reward, and they could see what was happening overseas because New Zealand, um, the UK, the US were raising interest rates, and a lot of clients, and like we did the same thing with loans. We got kept them variable because on the basis of what the RBA was saying, and, yeah, I as I've said plenty of times on this podcast, one thing I can't believe the guy's still got a job, and secondly, I can't believe that no law firm has gone to class action. So, yeah, I just, yeah, it's how anyone could have any um, confidence in what the RBA, RBA is doing now is right. No idea. Got no idea. It's it's amateur out at the comedy club and it has been, you know, in March saying rates won't go up till 2024, maybe later, and then from April, seven rate rise in a row, eight in a row, and probably another one next week. It's, mm. yeah, unbelievable. And then you have Albo coming out saying he supports the RBA governor. So, yeah, go figure. Anyway, second one we're going to cover with people today. So Aussie Home Loans is one of the bigger brokerage firms. Um, they surveyed 1,025 Aussies aged 18 and older between the final days of October 27th to October 31st of this year. Just in regards to... Uh, how these people are reacting since the rate rises financially and whether it's impacting their holiday plans. So it didn't specify if these people have mortgages. Um, it just said that these people were just everyday Aussies. And so three in 10 households admit they've cancelled upcoming holiday plans. Seven in 10 households were forced to reduce spending on gifts uh, or holidays this season. 28% had their holiday plans impacted. So they've changed it up as a uh -huh. result. Um yeah, when it breaks down to like millennials, Generation X, and fifty percent, and our baby boomers, sorry, eighty-four percent of yeah. millennials were most concerned about the impact of their Christmas plans. Seventy-three percent mm -hmm. of Gen Xs and half of baby boomers. So obviously, there's a bit of a um, 
an effect where maybe the older generations aren't as stressed or aren't as impacted by what the rates are doing right now. So I just wondered your thoughts yeah. on it. Yeah, look, some of that's probably due to like that age group um, may own their house. So, you know, they're, and they're not renting, you know, so mm. they're not as impacted by rate rises. Um, there's a story in today's Fin Review about retail sales and retail sales for October a lot of people thought they would go up 0.5%. They've actually dropped 0.2%. So I think like the crunch, the crunch is the crunch is happening. Like we're getting people um approach us. Um clients of ours we're aware of because we're on the front foot, but people who've come to us because you know they're either their existing bank's not looking after them or they're with a broker who's not being proactive. And their, their um mortgage repayments are doubling. So, you know, if you're paying, you know, 1400 a month for your mortgage and now it's going up to three grand, um, you know, you've got, you know, you've got to find another 350 a week from somewhere. So it's got to, it's got to be cut. So I think, I think, you know, we're sort of hitting that thing where, where the crunch is happening. Um, and yeah, cause a lot of the rate rises haven't sort of flowed, um, flowed through yet, but yeah, that's, um, it's going to be yeah, interesting what happens in uh, 2023. But look, my um, my general view is that it's still a good time to buy property if you can if you can get the borrowing capacity because there's less buyers around. Um, just be realistic um, because the buyers that are there, um, you know, when you might have had 20 buyers and only five were keen, now you've probably got five and two or three keen. So you've got to if you like a property, you've got to make a solid offer and make your offer as um, as um, favourable, not favourable to the purchaser, but as attractive to the purchaser as possible. And we've talked about when you make offers, trying to make, try, try and understand why um, the person's selling, because you can often get the deal if you're more willing to adapt to what the, to what they need. But yeah, mm. look, none of none of these. Um, yeah, we, we've had two years where people where it was free money, it was cheap money. People were given money to stay at home. Um, yeah, people on job seeker were given double. It was sort of like, you know, money was coming from everywhere and now it's sort of um it's showtime. Um there's no stimulus packages, there's no, you know, people got people are spending the money they've got and eventually that'll run out. So interesting times, Ed. Yeah. Um one of the big four banks is NAB. They had some research that they wanted that they released where they surveyed 2050 Aussies uh, and sort of tracked uh-huh. how some of their home loan uh how some of their home loan uh applicants or clients were going with their loans and how far ahead they were yeah. on their payments and that sort. So they found that Aussies are generally coping well financially uh um, despite inflation pressures, 36% admitted to experiencing financial hardship in the past three months, but that's based again off of 2,000 people surveyed. On a 10-point scale, where 10 means you're struggling really badly financially, Aussie scored an average of 4.4, which is obviously not a great score, but it's it's better than on that high end. Um, 70% yeah. of home loan clients at NAB were ahead on their repayments, by state, financial hardship was most evident in 45% of NAB clients that are in WA, followed by South yep. Australia and the Northern Territory, where 38% of their clientele was in financial hardship, 37% in Victoria. 
the other number is just talking about keeping in track keeping track of your incoming outgoings and how some different different age groups think about money differently and it's no surprise like for men 18 to 29 years old 44 40, of them don't keep track of their incomings and outgoings and don't really keep yeah. track of how their budgeting looks but just to quickly on the back of this talking of this um only 30%, it seems like, of the Australian like housing market have mortgages on those houses. So it's fair to say yeah. only 30% of Aussies, let's say, have a mortgage on their house. But if 30% yeah. of Aussies that have those mortgages really pull back on spending on a lot of things like going out for dinners or going to gigs or going to the pub or going to, you know, the zoo and things of that nature, is that... Yeah. 30% of an economy pulling back on spending money is probably going to affect the economy, yeah? Yeah, for sure. And the other thing is um, there's the 30% of rent as well because, you know, you've got, you've got people, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> you know, roughly a third of people own their house with no mortgage, a third live in, live in their house with a mortgage and a third rent. So if, you, if you've got interest rates going up, which they have... Um, yeah, you know, eight times or seven times in a row in 2023, and you've got um, cost of energy going up because you know there's um, there's a war in the Ukraine. Plus, um, yeah, you know, we're trying to we're trying to we're moving to a renewables economy, but a lot of people are saying we're moving too quick, and yeah, you know, we're going to have shortages. Um, yeah, you know, we've got fuel prices going up with the excise coming off. Um, so yeah, if if 60% or you know two thirds of people start pulling back that's when you start getting negative growth and that's when you enter a recession so um yeah it's a bit of a tightrope at the moment and we sort of talked early on in the pandemic about how after the spanish flu there was the roaring 20s and then there was the depression because you know during the spanish flu there was lots of lockdowns and all that sort of stuff around the world and and quite a lot of issues and then to get the economy started again, um, you know, governments spent money because that's what they do when, you know, when I didn't go well at economics at school, but there's only, you know, generally consumers spend money, business spends money or um, government spends money. And when business and consumers stop spending like they did during the start of COVID because of lockdowns and, and those sorts of things, um, governments spent money. So, the government spends money to boost the economy and then you know quite often may not get it 100% correct because it's 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 tough to do as the RBA is finding out and yeah we we could have a situation where yeah the first half of next calendar year where we have some negative growth and the RBA's got to turn around and drop interest rates so that's yeah it's a it's a as the divinal said it's a fine line between pleasure and pain so yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, the only thing I'd mention, and this is not a sh this is not a endorsement of this guy, but um, you probably read in the Sunday paper a fellow called Scott Pape, who's the barefoot investor, and he talks about when you're a couple having a date night and talking about your finances to make sure you're on the same page. So, if fifty three percent of people saying your age between eighteen and twenty nine are saying money was a source of stress in their relationship. Yeah, unless you sort of face it head on, um, and yeah, thirty-two percent don't track um, their incomings and outgoings, and for men it's forty-four percent. 
that's the old thing of, you know, if you do the same thing, you'll get the same result. So, you know, maybe it's if, you know, if, if you're one of the 53% or the 44% or the 32%, um, maybe it's time to chat with your partner about where you're headed financially and get on the same page because um, if you don't, um, you're just going to get nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm. There were a couple you wanted to cover before we got out of here, starting with yeah, um, well, just, some just, of the banks yeah, with just investors. A couple. Yeah, so we've talked a bit about how banks manage, you know, banks lend money. That's their, They're in the business of lending money. And it's all about risk and reward. So, you know, if you've got a bigger deposit, just say you're refinancing and your house is 500 grand and you've only got a mortgage of, say, 250, the loan value is 50%. You have a loan... 250, the value 500. So the loans value ratio is 50%. Now you'll get a better interest rate than if your loan's 400 grand, because the loan, if your loan's 400 grand, the loan value ratio is 90%. So the bank says the you know, the bank says, okay, we're going to give you a lower interest rate on the 50% mortgage because there's less risk in it for us. So what banks are starting to do with um because there's such a, a, a rental crisis around the country, banks are basically loosening up how they treat investors. So, yeah, it might have been where a bank would take, uh, you know, your rent. Say the rent on the property you're getting is four hundred a week. They might take, they might allow you to use eighty percent of that in servicing, so three hundred and twenty bucks a week when they calculate how much they'll let you borrow. Now, quite a few banks are upping that to ninety percent. Um, so, you know, if you're renting a place for 400, they'll let you use 360, which increases your borrowing capacity. So it's just an interesting thing like um, investors, um, when investors come into the market, prices normally drop or at least stabilise because investors buy rationally and people buying a house to live in buy more emotionally. So um, what we're fine, what I think is... Um, with more investors coming into the market, if you're an investor, it's a great time to um to you know review your portfolio. If you're looking to invest, it's a great time. And um, yeah, so that that's just something that's happening. Um, the next one I had was around the interest rate shock just around the corner, and a few people saying, which we talked about just previously, that probably early to mid next year is when um a lot of people will be coming off fixed rate mortgages. And basically, there, um, yeah, you got people like us that took a loan out in um, April or March at low two percent, and now it's mid to high fours and low five percent. So, um, yeah, so that that's going to happen. And yeah, they're they're talking about um, people's spare cash that they would have um, for pay- meeting those mortgage repayments would be um, diminishing. So yeah, it's just something to keep keep an eye on. And yeah, we've got clients who um are ringing their banks now, um, coming off fixed rates of you know, low 2%, to be told by the bank the best the bank can do is mid-fives. Now, we can get new, we can get clients mid-fours at a new bank plus maybe a refinance cashback. So if you're getting that sort of feedback from your bank, um, yeah, give, give us a shout and we'll try and help you. Um, the I was going to mention just in regard to um, one of the things for people to consider is if you're um if you've got a bit of debt um so you know you might you might have a car loan you might have um like a personal loan for something you know you might have um 
you know, we've got, we've got some clients with, you know, different types of debt and that sort of stuff. One of the things you can look to do is consolidate that debt. Now, ideally, you want to not add to your loan term, um, but it might be a short-term fix for you to just get rid of that bad debt you've got that's at higher interest rates, could be credit card, um, those sorts of things, and, you know, start paying your debt down at a mortgage interest rate and, yeah, you know, but trying to make those extra repayments at the, you know, if you were if you were paying three hundred a month off your credit card, when you if you do consolidate that credit card debt into your home loan, still try to make that three hundred a week payment because you don't want to just add to your debt. So um, that's just something you can do. You know, it's um, yeah, you will pay more interest over time if you consolidate it to your home loan. You know, if you got a car loan over five years and put that into a home loan over 20, 25 years, you will pay more interest. But as a short-term solution, it could be worth doing. And for people who are coming off um, fixed rates um, into variable rates, yeah, another option for people is to extend your loan term. So, mm-hmm. yeah, most people are going to work till they're 60, 65 at a minimum. So if you're in your 30s and your mortgage repayment's doubled, yeah, you might want to have in yeah, your your loan term might be 25 years. You might want to go, well, hang on, we'll just um we'll just pop we'll we'll just add to the loan term to reduce the repayments and then we'll relook at it in a couple of years' time and hopefully um interest rates are playing um more favorably. Um the only other one I was just going to mention, and this is just something for people who are looking to buy a house. Um different people you can use um Buyers, agents, um, and others who can help you buy property will have like a due diligence checklist. And before you're going to look at a house to buy, make sure you're really clear on what you want and where you want to live um, and what you want in the property. Just don't chance it and you know walk into a house you know, like we did 30 years ago and go, yeah, this will do. Because um, it can, you know, um, I think the old sayings, act in haste, repent at leisure. So, um, yeah, there's things around, um, yeah, is it on a main road? Um, are some of the things that people look at, yeah, are there are there power lines nearby? Is there a major, um, like, factory or something that might have noise or smells or that sort of stuff, you know? Is it, um, is it near a new land subdivision? So, you know, you're within a couple of years, you're going to be surrounded by newer houses, Um that might be more attractive than the one you've bought. So I'll bring your price down, you know. Um, yeah, is, is it on flat land? Is it near a roundabout? All these sorts of things. So, yeah, there's there's different things to look at. So, um, yeah, if you're, if you're in the market for a property, you know, they say it's location, 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 but in regard to buying a property to live in, there's a lot more to it. With, with investment, you know, you want to get a pest and build and you want to make sure you've done your research into the area's growth and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, that's just something that is worth keeping in mind. Easy. Um, there's a couple of ways for people to learn more about us if they wanted to get in touch. So we've got a website, moneysaverhomeloans.com.au, uh, which is a good way to get in touch with us as, as well as check out some of the different calculators and tools that are on that website. And if you go to Facebook, you can check out our stuff there, just Money Saver Home Loans on Facebook, and you'll find us. But there's a bunch yeah. of new podcasts coming out in the next few weeks that are super informational. We just had one with a guy called Steve Keen, who's a 
used to be a professor of economics in Sydney, now is a professor of economics over in London. I had a really interesting chat with him about all things uh, economic models and how to sort of take them with a grain of salt. It was really interesting. Um, and there's a yeah, few more one. coming out this week that people should check out. So just check out the podcast on Spotify or wherever you find your stuff. Damage, just can I just mention one thing about calculators that are on websites? No, if you're doing a, a calculation of your borrowing capacity, most calculators will just have factored into that what average living expenses are. If your living expenses are above that, when a bank or, or a broker looks at it, your borrowing capacity will generally be less than what the calculator says. So make sure if you're looking for a property, you get a pre-approval um, from an expert. Yeah, they're good guides on um, on um, yeah on the website. But yeah, and the other thing is about um, equity. Now, you the it might tell you you can borrow six hundred grand, but you only might have ten grand in the bank. So where are you going to get your deposit from? So there's just yeah, there's more to it. So just yeah, just just be careful with those. Easy. All right, we'll get out of here on that.